With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design. What up, everybody? This is Rob Brandt. And this is Rick Brandt, and we are the Brothers Brandt. Welcome to episode 26. We got a special treat right here. Legendary Falcon, uh, Anton Smith, uh, coming at you. And uh, Rick, why don't you give an intro to uh, who we have on the podcast tonight? Rob, it would be my absolute honor to introduce this evening's guest. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the most decorated Floridian football players in the history of the state, Mr. Anton Smith from Pahokee, Florida. This man was an all-American five-star running back, dominated the Floridian football fields, both in high school and then in college at Florida State University, and then went on to play in the NFL, where he has some of the most dazzling touchdowns in the history of the Atlanta Falcons franchise. Ladies and gentlemen, Anton Smith. Welcome to the podcast, man. Oh, no question. Thank you. I'll tell you, Anton, I got a chance to uh, spend some time on YouTube today and catching up. There's a one reel. It's about seven minutes long, and it's got all the different touchdowns, and they are just highlight after highlight after highlight man that's some good stuff you put together man i have some friends that tell me about that stuff i can i was actually talking to a friend of mine today he was watching uh the movie draft day uh and they used my um some of my college films in that movie uh draft day uh i can't tell you exactly i know it's uh aaron fossil's in the movie he's in the movie and everything and he was actually, man, he said, have you seen the movie? I said, I, I seen parts of it. I didn't see the whole movie. I said, man, I, it's hard for me to just watch myself play football. Because <laughs> I'm so critical of myself more than anything else. I could tell you when I did something wrong, I ran the ball terrible, I, I held the ball terrible. 
it's just a lot of different things. So I I haven't really watched that, honestly. I tell oh, you, you, you you got to check it out, man. Because I got I would put that toe to toe with some of the best highlight reels I've ever seen. It every one of your NFL touchdowns. I think what is the stat? Like the shortest touchdown that you had was like I think maybe thirty eight yards. That was the shortest. I uh, I think it's something like that. That's crazy, dude. Man, they're just giving, they're just taking opportunities when the opportunity presents itself. Just well, I know. That's it, just <laughs> in life. That's not even football, just in life. And the opportunity hits, just take, take advantage of it and go for it. Amen to that. I know Rob's going to dive into your NFL career. He's got so many questions he wants to ask. But we want to start off and learn about what it was like growing up in Florida, specifically Pahokee. Now, for the listeners out there, who aren't familiar with it, maybe you can give a little context to um, the size of the community and then also the legends that have come before you from that same small town. Uh, population, maybe maybe uh, just over 5,000, 6,000, something like that, similar. Small town, one stop like, um, very, very tough place to grow up, no question about it. It's, it's so many distractions with, uh, Everything that's going around with violence and all of that stuff. Uh, jobs, um, subpar, one of the, the big jobs there, mostly uh, the prison, working at prisons or sugar and crane crops. Other than that, people have to go to West Palm Beach to work and find different jobs. But uh, it's a great place for me growing up personally. I mean, I wouldn't change nothing about it because uh, Pahokee, Florida has made me who I am today. And without Pahokee, I wouldn't be who I am today. So. Uh, with that being said, um, the legends that have come out of Pahokee, I mean, the list goes on. Um, just in that particular area itself, I think at one point, uh, we had the most guys in an NFL at one particular time in one season. And I think it was more almost like 11 guys That's at one particular nuts. playing in the league, like current playing in the league and actually playing. So, but uh, to name a few, uh, Ricky Jackson. Um, Hall of Famer. You got Anquan Bolden's legendary, no question, probably going to be a, a Hall of Famer at some point. Uh, you got now uh, Janaris Jenkins, that's a pretty good, uh, one of the top tier corners in the NFL right now. You got Pernell McPhee. Uh, it's so many of, it's so many guys that has come through that that's made a way, man, and, and, and uh, took advantage of opportunities and, and, and made their own way to get to where they want to go in life. Well said. And I even think I saw Fred Taylor as well, the running back from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, the only I didn't say Fred Taylor because that's a big that's a big deal between Pahokee and Bellblade. So it's always been a rival city when it comes down to Pahokee and Bellblade. So I, I got to make sure you get the names right of which school the guys are coming from. So if you want to go to Blade Central, which is Bellblade, there's another whole crazy list of guys. Fred Taylor, Antonio Holmes. You, you got Ridiculous number of names coming from them. Fred Taylor. It's just a lot of guys. It's just a lot now, of guys. Were these two different high schools? Did you guys play against each other? Obviously, Fred being much older, but did you guys have, uh, I guess, like you said, that rivalry? Yeah, that's we had one of the most one of the most feared and most dear uh, rivals across the country. Uh, it's called the Muck Bowl. Uh, it's an annual game, the last season every year. Um, that's what it don't matter how bad or uh, good that both teams are doing that particular year. That at that last game, that's all bragging rights for the rest of the year. Doesn't why matter. Do they, just don't matter. Why do they? Why do they call it that? Uh, because of the, it's called a mug bowl. Just generations of uh, 
I can't really tell you exactly the, the reason why, but the reason I'm familiar with it because the, the soil down is all muck. It's no clay, it's no sand. It's rich soil muck. You can grow anything from it. That's why I say there's a lot of crops down there that uh, you can grow in. That's why a lot of people find jobs with the different crops and stuff down there. Uh, but it's called muck. It's black muck, like pitch black muck. And that's where that name originated from, the muck bowl. Hmm. Wow, wow. Uh, so so you, uh, how early on in your childhood would you say you were carrying the football? Did you start out playing Pop Warner at a super young age, or did you not touch the ball until you got into high school? Well, I, I started late when it came down to uh, actual, uh, how would you say it, uh, uh, actual, the actual basics of playing football, other than me just being out in the yard and just playing football, guys are just throwing. Uh, I started pretty late. I started at maybe like, uh, I think, 11 years old. So I started real late. And now these guys are starting like five or six years old. So I have a good friend of mine, uh, Devin Hester. His son is ridiculous. If you if you don't if you if you get a chance to look at a YouTube channel, uh, not YouTube channel, not even YouTube, you go to his Instagram, uh, Anchor Biter, well, Anchor, Bu- Anchor Bullet. It's it's ridiculous, man. He's ridiculous. Devin He's ridiculous. Hester was ridiculous, so it wouldn't surprise me that his son is too. How old's his yeah, son? And that, again, Devin is from that area as well. That's nuts. <laughs> Devin is actually from Rivera Beach where the Astros and that training, that spring facility is. It's maybe like not even 10, 15 minutes away from right there. That's where he grew up at. Well, I think actually maybe uh, I remember talking to my cousin who's from that area, and she, I think, mentioned she might have went to high school with Devin Suncoast. Hester. Suncoast. That's South right. Suncoast. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So it's a lot of – it's just – it's just that's just – Football is what it is down there, man. And does Devin Hester uh, still live down there, or is he oh, moved he, elsewhere? He uh, currently resides in um, Orlando. Oh, nice. And his son is in high school or college? His son his son is in elementary school. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And he's already tearing it up? Yeah, he's uh, he's doing a lot of that flag football stuff. And, man, you, you got to – if you get a chance to look at it, man, take a look at it. It's called Anchor, it's Anchor, Anchor Bully. It's a young <laughs> – yeah, it's Devin's sons. He's uh, it's ridiculous. I promise you. We'll have to check him out for sure, and maybe in a few years we'll be uh, seeing him on uh, an NFL field like his father. Uh, it's definitely a, a, a big chance. His, his, his tag is Anchor Bully. Two underscores one. You get a chance to look at it. It's he's ridiculous. All right, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Now. Anton, I want to hear about your high school career because you were an All-American. You were a five-star running back. I mean, you put up some crazy stats. Like just, for example, your your senior year, you had 2,814 rushing yards and 44 TDs. That That's just like crazy stupid, man. How did you, how did you do that in one season? Was your team, your O-line phenomenal? What was the deal? Uh, no question. Offensive line was really good. They had an overall good team. There's a lot of guys that went uh, D1 from off that team. Um, but I, I definitely, uh, it's from down the line, from the offensive line to great coaching, quarterback play, just overall determination from that team. I, that was the reason why we succeeded in uh, uh, a lot during the years I was there. I got a chance to win two state championships, so that was a blessing. Uh, 
but uh, the overall, just the team itself was really good, and and we worked we worked every day. You know, a lot of these kids these days that they they want things to be handed to them, and I think then uh, we had to take what we wanted with limited resources. We had to take what we wanted, and I think that was the biggest thing about uh, playing on that particular team in two thousand four. Yeah, 2004, you're named Mr. Football in the state of Florida, which is like the greatest state for high school football, in many people's opinion, mine is included. You rushed for over 6,000 rushing yards in your high school career. So did you start on varsity your freshman year, or was that not till sophomore or junior season? I get kind of I get, I get salty at this time right here. So my freshman year, I should have been starting. No question I should have been starting. But we had a good uh, – one of the, another great running back at the time. He was a senior. We had a coach that didn't want – not necessarily – I ain't going to say he didn't want it. He didn't want the best guy to play, but he didn't also want a freshman to come in and trump a senior, no matter how good he was. So it's one of those situations where I had to sit there and uh, wait my time. And, and I did there when the time actually came. When I did actually start my sophomore year, it's, it's just the records was just broken from me. It was just history. I just started writing, rewriting the books pretty much. <laughs> well, I apologize for striking that chord, but I guess it was worth the wait because you uh, just put up some crazy stats. Your championship game, your senior year, 276 yards. I thought that was a typo at first, but in <laughs> one game, 276 on the ground three TDs and you're named the Old Spice National Player of the Year that season. Was Would you say senior year was your most special season and maybe favorite memory of high school? I would probably say, I was actually, believe it or not, I would actually, I'm a little modest sometimes, but I would actually say my freshman year because that freshman year has taught me a lot. It just, it taught me a lot, not only for my high school years, basically for my, for pros as well, because uh, not to go off sidetrack, but even when I got in the pros, I always know I had, I always knew I had the talent. But at the same time, just because you had the talent, you still had to be patient. And when I was given the opportunity, when you talk about those touchdowns I made in the NFL, uh, those were just op- opt- uh, opportunities that I just was determined to just fulfill and do the best I can. And um, the end goal was just great touchdowns and great running, and that's that's all it was. So I would definitely say my freshman year because it taught me, it taught me a lot about just being patient. And just because you may think you are the, the better or the fastest or whatever it may be, not only just in football, just in life, you sometimes just got to be patient and sometimes things open up just the way you want it to open up. Anton, I think that's one of the biggest reasons why Rob and I enjoy you so much is you've got such a great presence and understanding about the big picture. You're such a good guy. You took your talents up to Tallahassee. I know Rob wants to dive into your college career. Um, just thanks so much for joining us on this podcast and, and sharing some of these great stories with uh, our listeners. But Rob, take it away, man. What up, everybody? Sorry to interrupt the regular programming right here, but Rick and I have to pay the bills, so we're going to run an ad. This ad is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoy the show, guys. 
Awesome. Yeah, I loved it. Hey, by the way, uh, <laughs> I was on my phone while you were talking, Rick, and I was checking out Ankle Bully. And geez, he, he's on he's on Sports Center. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. He's ridiculous, man. He's a kid. He's still a kid. That's amazing. That's unbelievable. Yeah. All right. So so FSU. So why'd you choose FSU, Anton? Uh-oh. Why did I choose FSU? I'll, I'll start a little by it. I'm going to give you my – this is how it all went down. Okay. I narrowed it down. It's basically national recruited uh, by everybody. I had offers from everybody. Uh, I narrowed it down to five schools, Auburn, Florida State, Miami, Florida, and Georgia. I narrowed it down. Just some – I wanted to stay pretty much close, but at the same time, I wanted to be a little far away so people just can't pop up and you just want to go to games. So uh, my first choice was Auburn. Given the reason why, it was when Cadillac Williams and Ronnie Brown just left. Nobody else in the backfield. And I forgot the other guy. They had uh, a Smith. Uh, he was there. He wasn't a factor. I didn't think he was a factor. Uh, I wanted to go there, no question, but my mom said that was too far. But then again, I didn't want to go to Miami because Miami, the process of Miami was just too close to home. And besides that time, it was just promising me a lot of things that I think they couldn't uphold. If I was there in a, in a worst case situation, I'd just be stuck there. And I didn't want to get into that situation. Uh, so then it comes to Georgia. I never was a Georgia fan, but I, I liked the coach at the time. And I liked what they, they ran for as offense. And Florida, when it came down to Florida State, and Florida, I didn't, the reason I didn't go to Florida because Urban Meyer, system he ran at the time was a five, mostly five wide is more geared toward receivers versus running back. But somehow, Percy Harvey changed that whole narrative with that. <laughs> so he, he, he made it out of everything he wanted to be with playing running back and receiving. So I decided not to go there, although I was committed to Florida. Florida State basically just fell into my hand. They, was, they, was, they always used smaller running backs, uh, speedy running backs, and the system was always pretty good. And I thought playing for Bobby Biden would be a, a great opportunity to play for a legend. However, uh, it wasn't always the best year going through that, but like I said, it was, it's, it's a stepping stone for me to learn. I'm always trying to learn something. Uh, that particular wide at FSU, it was some definitely uh, frustrating years uh, because, you know, you're going from having a running back that's being all the way up here, and then you kind of get put into the shuffle, and he's, he got, I got to kind of try to be more uh, – Laid back and again, patient. I mean, you guess you could say because used to having all the accolades and all that didn't get there. It just got frustrating because offensive line wasn't always great. The blocking wasn't great. The system sometimes failed. Uh, the coaching at sometimes wasn't good. And the recruiting, I, I admit that it, recruit, it wasn't what it should have been and what I thought it would be while there. And it didn't start with they didn't start recruiting a lot more, a lot better until I left. And that's when you see they start winning the championship and was in a fight every year pretty much with uh won ACC championship. So so that was the reason why I chose Florida State. Got it. That's, that's probably the second time I ever talked about that. <laughs> I know. I I have to hit the hard hitting questions. I have to hit them. So for our listeners, and then um 
But then senior year, like you came on strong, you led the ACC in touchdowns with I believe it was 13 touchdowns. And then what was your, was, was that right? 13 or am I missing a couple? You probably missing a couple. I'm not sure. I don't. I think it's fifteen. One fifteen. Six. All right, we're gonna go with fifteen. Hey, bring me two more. Just give me two more. Just two more. Seventeen. <laughs> seventeen. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, so and then and then you're you're you know you're going through the draft process. Um, you know, I believe you were going out with No. Sean Marino that year, right? Was that was that the same? No. Sean. Yeah. It was it was a, it was a lot of guys coming out. Donald Brown too. Yeah. It was a lot of guys that came out that year, but uh, my number wasn't great to compare it to a lot of them, but it was some guy that got drafted that wasn't even close. Uh, but that's, that's, again, that's one of those steps of stone where you, you live and you learn. You kind of just set, take a seat back and just like, okay, I got to figure this thing out. I got to work every year to try to stay. And I didn't even get in the league, to just stay in the league. That's the hardest thing. It's, I always say it like this. It's easy to get in the it's, it's hard to get in the league. It's even harder to stay in the league. Yeah. Because you got people trying to take your job every year, like every year. Every year, every year. And, uh, you know, fun fact, Rick and I are actually from the same uh, town slash area that No Sean and Donald Brown are from in New, Brown are from in New Jersey. So uh, we got to get them on the podcast as well. Yeah, <laughs> question, yeah. Question, yeah. Um, all right. So yeah, walk, like, you know, you were saying it's even harder to stay in the league. Like, what did you learn from that experience? Uh, getting dra- or un- undrafted free agent, yeah. the lions. And then you went to, uh, you know, Minnesota. It was very frustrating. That's at one point, at one point, I think my mom told me, uh, son, I think you need to just, um, look into finding something, another path of doing something like, no. Nah. I know I'm good enough. I know I belong. You know, I know I belong. It's going to take time. And again, it goes back to that freshman year. Patience. I got to be patient. Because the one thing I learned about the league that a lot of people don't look at it like this, it only take one person to like you. And I say like you, that means you like everything that comes with you. Yeah. Whether it's talent, the way you think, the way you process things, it only take one. And it takes one person. That one person likes you. It echoes in the room then everybody started looking at you. And that's all it takes. And that's all I had. That's the only thing that happened to me. Here I went to the, 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 the uh, got an opportunity to get a workout with the Detroit Lions, with the Detroit Lions throughout the whole process of the Ricky Minicamp and all that crazy stuff. Then they released me. I go to, the, I think, the Texans. No, I go, yeah, I go to the Texans. No, 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 sorry. I go to the Vikings. And then I go to the Texans. I was with the Texans for a week on practice squad. And then two weeks after that, I get this big call from the Falcons, get a workout, and then the history was just from then. It took one person, Thomas Dimitrov, to believe in everything I had. What was it? Was it was who? What was his name? Thomas Dimitrov. Thomas Dimitrov. He's the general. He's general manager of the Falcons. Oh my gosh, that is that is. Remind not to mind you. This this all took place within a month and a half. All of these different teams was in a month and a half. Month and a half, like month and a half, and got one call and get opportunity and go out and tear it up. Perseverance and patience. That one call, and I was being a, I was able to stay in the league eight years. Dude, oh my gosh! I mean, that's we have a lot of listeners that are pro uh, players right now, or coming up, and like in college and high school. And I think that's such a huge thing to learn is just patience and all it all it it's, takes one person just to see you 
and convince one and, and you never know you never know who that one person is it, it don't got to be in a football facility it don't got to be anything like that it could be just you in your apartment and somebody just come knock on your door giving you some mail you just never know the situation man just yeah, you always got to carry yourself a certain type of way. I mean, okay. not, like I said, everything I always say is not always just about football, just in life. You got to carry yourself a certain way. Yeah, and then and then um, you you like adapted too because I think that's another trait to take away because you you know stud running back high school college and then league and then you spent some time on the special teams right like that's yeah loved I, I begin to love special teams I love special teams did you, did you love I, knew nothing, I knew nothing about special teams throughout my whole career until I got an NFL. I never knew nothing about special teams. <laughs> nothing. And I took that as an opportunity. That, that honestly was the reason I stayed in the league. Yeah, but I, I was reading articles, get prepping up for this, Anton, and they said, the Falcons said you were viewed as indispensable on special mm -hmm. teams, like we like had to keep them. Yeah, that's, 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 that's the reason I stayed in the league. Yeah, tack what was it like tackling people? You know, you went your whole life you know, avoiding tacklers. And now, like, I think, like, psychologically, you may know how the juke moves work and, like, you kind of have an edge on that. What was it like tackling people? Fun, hard, uh, sometimes frustrating. I love that word frustrating because it was times where I could be right in front of a guy. And then, again, I'm not, I'm not used to tackling people. And they were like, yeah, yeah, give me some of that jiggle. And I'm lost. So, but one of those things I had to adapt to. And, I, and like I said, I became really, really good at it. I just – and, and – and people was people fear me on special teams because of that. Yeah, yeah, man, your speed is electric. Four point two five, right? That was the that was that was that was your speed on the forty. That's incredible. Um, all right, so I got to ask because Devin Devin's uh, a good friend of yours. And mm -hmm. did you ever go up against Devin in the NFL? Did that ever happen? Uh, I think maybe once, but it was all I forced all fair catches. Fair catches. Every time, yeah, yeah. He didn't, he didn't, I don't think he actually got a chance to return while playing those. <laughs> I, I, I want to say that. Maybe you have to quote me on that. Okay. All right. We'll have to ask him. We'll have to ask him. Maybe you'd use it differently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think, I don't think he uh, had a return while I was playing against him. Now, now. Who, who are, who are some of your, um, you know, mentors or friends in the league um, that you met that you just bonded with like right away, like, you know, whether it was from practice squads or on the Falcons? Uh, I'll never, I'll never forget this. And the guy that made the biggest impression on me my, my first year while on the practice squad, like, like you just said, the first year I was on the practice squad, and ever since then I was on the active roster. Uh, Tony Gonzalez, a guy that you know, everybody knew me, but because of what I've done just over the years, plus far as in the pros, to have a guy like him in the Hall of Fame, come to you the first day and practice. And, and I'm just, I'm, I'm already blown away by everything that's going on, how everything just fast. I go from working out into the, the same day I'm on the practice field. So it was just a lot of things going full speed and fast. And Tony Gonzalez, Tony Gonzalez come to me and practice, hey, my name is Tony Gonzalez. Like, yeah, I know who you are. But <laughs> just, the, just, the way, just the way it took place, I thought that was a very genuine thing to show his class. And he, I mean, like I say, he's a hall. He's a hall of fame. One of the best guys I ever seen doing do it. Yeah, yeah. And that transition into my next. Uh, so my next question was, who's your, you know, who's your favorite player um, on the Falcons, like that you met? So Tony was probably number one. And then like, who was like, who was like another one of your like good friends on the Falcons? I, had, uh, I have a whole lot of a lot of guys I'm still cool with. Uh, Roddy, I played. Well, Ryder White was really good. Me and Devin was on a team for two years together. 
uh, his last few years. I think it was two years ago. Uh, Julio is a great friend of mine. That's he's an unbelievable player in person. Uh, um, I played some good guys. Uh, Devontae, another one of those, another one of those Florida State guys. I enjoy playing and being around. And I always had, I always had Jordan, find Jordan, the guys that, that was in my room, running back room with uh, Michael Turner, Jason Snelling, um, Jacquez Rogers, you know, uh, Jerry's Norwood. Some of the guys you probably don't know, but there was, there were some great running backs. So I always find Jordan. We, we mostly close with the guy that in your room for the most part. Yeah. Everybody you kind of just, what's up, and talk to him while you're in the big room together. But other than that, you're pretty much in person with the guy that's in your position for the most part. Yeah. I, that's awesome. And then who was your, who's the funniest guy in the NFL you've ever met? Who's the funniest guy? Just like anybody. Harry Douglas. Who is that? Name? Harry Douglas, receiver. Harry Douglas? Harry Douglas. Like. He's funny, just uh, great, great, great energy. Great, great energy all day, every day. You know, as a, as, as a husband, as an as a analyst, he does that football analyst stuff right now. And as a father, he's just a funny guy. Uh, he always means well. He does really good in the community and stuff like that. But just overall funny every day in practice and brought it over to the games, Harry Douglas, receiver. Mm. Mm. Awesome. I never, I never thought you would have ever said that. So that's cool. I love knowing yeah, that. It's cool because he, he, he would tell you too, shit, I'm the best guy. Shit, I'm the funniest. He, he would tell you that. <laughs> but it was cool. That's great. All right, so I got to, you know, on this podcast, I'll be remiss if I don't bring up these actual stats because I was reading this article, and there's an article about you, Anton, on SB Nation that was actually published uh, May 30th. I'll, I'll, um, I'll send it to you. And mm -hmm. it was just so, like, the way that they wrote it was so phenomenal. And one of the things that they said was, uh, you know, you were a fan favorite, and your, your stats were video game stats like just straight up like Madden type stats. Like, and, and the, the article was about like, how did we not get him more touches? How did we not like you know, get him on the field more? And your stats were 9.9 .9 yards per carry, 15.5 um, yards per catch, seven touchdowns. And you had two carries against the Bucks in 2013 and 88 yards on two carries. Yeah. Man, I, I, I've heard that a whole lot about they need to give you more touches. Uh, I come from a background where if you beg for things, you don't get nothing. You know what I mean? So I believe in, and I've seen a lot of guys that go through the league, not even in the league, just in college. They whine and whine, I'm a five-star, I'm a four-star, I should be playing, I'm better than this, I'm better than, and guess what? They sit you on the bench. They sit you on the bench. Yeah. There's no reason to whine. If you was the better guy, you'd be playing. And that's how, that's how I looked at it. So, they were pointing the league, like I said, let's go back to that frustration word. I love first grade. I was first grade because I know I should have been playing. I know I should have had an opportunity. I know I should have had roles on this team that were bigger than what they was at that particular time. Given that, uh, I wasn't one of those guys to go and complain because in the league, you are, you are nobody. You are, you, are, you are a small fish in a big pond. Yeah, they will cut you like this if you even look at somebody wrong. If you if you're not one of those guys on the top of that pole, yeah, they will cut you like that. And I never was that guy on top of that pole. I okay. never was even comfortable. I, some guys probably looked at me and thought I was that guy on the top of the pole, somewhere near that top of that pole. But I always looked at myself as trying to make the roster every year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I had no room to speak up about I should be playing more. I need more touches. No, if it's gonna come, it's gonna come. Yeah. 
I mean, that's how I always thought about it. Well, you were absolutely electric. And uh, one of my last questions as we're getting to wrap this up, um, top two favorite memories of playing in the NFL. It can be on the field or off the field. Top two. Oof, man. I can't, I don't, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Top two. Probably the one moment would definitely be the Tony Gonzalez moment. Like that was a huge moment for me. Like you got a guy at that time has been in the league almost, I want to say 12, 13 years and he comes to a, a rookie out of nowhere first day and introduced himself as Tony Gonzalez. That's, that's a, that's something you always remember. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I would say that was definitely one. Yeah, that's cool. And I would say two, probably scoring a touchdown against New Orleans Saints on a pass, uh, only because there was huge rivalry and it was a lot of bad blood every year when we played them because that was one of our division uh, teams. So I would definitely say one of those, that touchdown against them in 2000, I want to say 14. Yeah, it's in, it's in the uh, highlight reel I was watching and in that SB Nation article. <laughs> they, yeah. I, think, I think they highlighted that one and they said, uh, they said he caught the ball and made everybody look cartoonishly slow. <laughs> I was pretty fast. I'm still pretty fast. I just don't train like that. Right now, I just mostly just train just to look good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so, I want to be my girlfriend, you know? Yeah, you got to look good for the girls. So... All right, last couple of questions. So um, tips for our listeners, like, you know, high schoolers, college players, uh, pro athletes. What are, what are like your two, like a, one or two tips? One or two tips. The biggest thing I would say if they're in college or in high school, stay in the books. The books is number one. And it probably it's like a broken record. People probably tell them all the time, but that is definitely by far uh, number one. I would say your number two would be uh, mindset or – Attitude, always keep a positive attitude. Uh, and three, stay determined. Because, like I said, it don't matter if you're at the top of the pole or the bottom of the pole, there's always somebody working somewhere that's trying to be as good as you. And like I said, I don't just, uh, like I said, I don't just relate anything just to football. I just say in life, just like what you're doing. It's somebody working that's trying to be just as good as you on your podcast, on, they pod, on your podcast stairs. You know what I mean? So you always got to keep that mindset of always trying to be determined. And I always put your best foot forward. And I would definitely say that. Man. But going to the college and high school, guys, school is definitely number one. Without school, you can't go nowhere. I yeah. mean, that's, that's point blank, period. Without school, you can't go nowhere. Without school, so, yeah. Got it. And then last question, NFL season happening? I would say yes. Somehow, some way, it might not be no fans in the stands, but somehow they're gonna get that money. <laughs> maybe, maybe Rick that. and I can get on the field. Maybe somehow we'll be the only fans there. Yeah, I mean, y'all. I'm pretty sure y'all got y'all ways of getting to places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to it, man. It's just, I think everybody's kind of crunching their crunching their teeth to just see something on 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 the TV on the tube. So we'll just see. I know basketball is probably gonna hit first, but it's on the 30th, I think. Baseball's coming up soon too. Yeah, so it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be the, the viewers the viewers definitely gonna be up. It's gonna be crazy. I'm thinking it's probably gonna be some record breaking uh, viewership with this football sports star back up. Uh, 100%. Awesome. 
Well, hey, this is uh, it's been a great podcast. Rick, uh, this is Rob Brandt. And listen, this is Rick Brandt. Anton, I want to say thanks so much for joining us on this podcast. You have brought the people in Atlanta inside that Georgia Dome to their feet. I know you've made the people from Pahokee, Florida, extremely proud of all of your accomplishments on and off the field. And again, you were such an honor to have on our podcast. Thanks for all you do, Anton. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thanks, guys. I'm Rob Brandt. And I'm Rick Brandt. We're the Brothers Brandt. Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design. Buy four tires and get up to $200 in savings after rebate at Bell Tire's year-end sale. Or get even more in Bell Tire gift cards, December 26th through January 7th. Plus, get tires as low as $49 after rebate. Get up to $200 in savings. Or get even more in gift cards, December 26th through January 7th. Get up to $200 in savings and choose the lowest tire price, period, at Bell Tire. 100 years of getting folks safely back on the road fast and affordably. See store for details. Restrictions apply. Now open in Orland Park.